Hey everybody, we are back with another episode of Can't Stop Snapping, the official podcast of MarvelSnapZone.com. I apologize for the audio on this intro. I am not at my home with my normal recording studio. I'm out of town for the holiday weekends here in the United States. Uh, But just wanted to say thank you again for the continued support. We are releasing this episode, as you noticed, a couple of days early. We're releasing it on a Tuesday because of the holidays. And the next episode will probably be on our, our normal Thursday, the week after Uh, this week release so there will be a bigger gap between episodes than normal Uh, but we just want to let you know that before we jump into today's episode hey everybody we are back with another episode of can't stop snapping the official podcast of marvelsnapzone.com today we have an interesting conversation for you uh a previous uh, guest on the show reached out to me and we were chatting a little bit we uh, had some interesting topics that he brought up that we wanted to discuss. So very glad to uh, welcome back again, uh, Chalker7 to Hello. the podcast. Hello. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. So you and me, were, I mean, we both did the same thing. I think we looked back, okay, you know, you've been on previously, but I looked back the time and it's uh, it's almost four months to the day since we released our first yeah. episode together. So I honestly don't know where the last four months have gone. <laughs> I guess is the first <laughs> thought because I'm like, I haven't played Marvel Snap for what, like three three weeks tops but uh it's been you know almost six, six months. months yeah six months half a year yeah it, it has flown by so i know uh when we first uh, had an episode way back when we we talked nexus events and um that was a darker time than where we are now i uh, know but you know what we when we were talking about it the thing that i wanted more than anything else was for them to go away and you know what they went away so it's amazing. We, we 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 predicted the future, and I really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, pat our past selves on the back. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just for those who don't know, we 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 referenced it in the last couple of weeks. But Nexus events, uh, if you, if you've just been listening to the podcast since the game globally released, they were essentially a gotcha style loot box uh, event, or you know what we all thought was going to be some kind of actual playable content, but really it was just paying gold to open up loot boxes with really low drop rates. And we are very happy that that went away. And uh, second dinner definitely handled that well with the uh, uh, pivoting and changing directions. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen a game company get such go, go through such a roller coaster ride of media reactions. Right. I, I, they, they, they were getting absolutely dunked so hard when Nexus event, when Nexus events launched. And then like you know, a week or two later when they canceled, it was so positive and everyone loved it. And it was, it was the perfect response. And, and really, um, you know, Thanksgiving is coming up and I don't know if we were planning on giving thanks or anything later on, uh, in the podcast, but thanks second dinner for listening to the feedback from the fans and everyone and, and really fixing that up. And I, I really, really, really appreciate it. It gave me faith in the game and, um, thought that, you know, commitment to, to its future uh, going forward. So yeah, appreciate it. Yes, definitely. Well, awesome. Uh, we have a obviously a very different topic we want to talk about today, and that's kind of this idea of uh, collection, collecting cards in Marvel Snap. And Chakra, I'll turn it over to you. You kind of have this conundrum you're facing, and I know you want to kind of tell a little bit of a story of how you got to where you're at right now. 
Yeah. So, I mean, the thing that like initially drew me to Marvel Snap, other than the, you know, the trust in Ben Brode and their history with Harson and everything was this new collection system, right? It's so interesting to try and do a collectible card game with packs. Um, and they, they clearly have thought about it a lot. And with having such a limited number of cards out there, a thing that I noticed happening very early is there was this rush to see how fast you could open the cards. And there were a number of streamers that were, I'm pretty sure like Mr. Metal or Dara JN, there were a handful of them that had a complete collection, like the second you were physically, mathematically able to, based off of how much grinding and how many hours per day you could actually do that and I is commit to the game. And um, I realized that I was never, ever, ever going to compete with that. I simply don't have the time. And, um, you know, based off of my lifestyle of being mostly a full time dad, I'm not going to sit here and uh, uh, stream for 40 to 60 hours a week to be mm -hmm. able to yeah. race and get the cards as fast as possible. So I, I wanted to have a little hook um, onto my stream. And I, I was like, okay, I'm going to commit to doing two streams a week and every single stream, I'm going to open a new card. And what we'll do immediately after we open that new card is we'll build a deck and we're going to take it out and, and see how it does. Um, and I learned a lot of interesting stuff through this. Uh, you know, first off is the balance in the game is really quite good. You totally can do this. It, it, it is 100% possible to build a competitive deck with just about every single card. There's a couple of like maybe Quake or Crystal or something like that that you might not be able to feature as a star essential player in, in a deck. But in general, you can open a card, go into your collection and start building a deck that will win and climb you ranks. It, it is 100% possible. You just have to be strategic and thoughtful about you know how you snap and when you retreat. That That's what this game really is. Um, so I just wanted to go and do the thing and, and demonstrate doing that thing. And it, it's been fun. It's been great, but in order to do that, I had to very strategically slowly open the cards. Um, so I literally reserve my collector's reserves at this point um, until I open them just on stream. Um, I, I never open things when I unlock them. I, I never, after upgrading a card and it takes you to that next page, I just hit the red X at the bottom. I don't push the button. Um, and I only push the button to open a new thing when people are watching and I'm recording and the, that, that, that's just based off of the, the, the initial idea I had. Um, and the problem really arose at global launch, uh, about just about a month ago. Now, um, my daughter brought home her first ever illness from preschool. And since I'm a full-time dad, yeah, I have to watch her. Yeah. And so my my planned streams that week got canceled. I was all excited to uh, to go out there and open up new cards and build new decks and everything. And I was so jealous watching everyone else uh, spend all this time out there. But, you know, that's, again, the life that we we lead. It's it's where we're at. So I was like, okay, that's that's a bummer. And then the next week I got sick. And so I had to cancel the two streams again. And all of a sudden I'm four cards behind. And I'm like, oh, man. I, I, but I kept on doing my daily challenges just, you know, on my phone as I was walking around and I kept on getting this bigger and bigger gap between where my, you know, opened cards were and where my theoretical maximum is. And, and actually, I at this point right now, the last card that I opened was Falcon, which was at uh, collector's level 2,482. 
and my current collection level is uh, 3,237, which means I have 188 unopened collector's reserves, um, uh, which also means that I would almost certainly be able to get a full collection. I, I think I would uh, guaranteed get a full collection if yeah, I, I just sat so, down. Yeah. And opened the whole thing. Um, so um, I'm, I'm quite frankly a little jealous of watching everybody out there with these full collections. And it'll take me, I, I, I looked into it, 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 I'm missing 13 cards. So it would take me a little over three months at the current rate uh, of opening. And I, I just, it's not having fun. So I'm like, you know what, let's, let's forget it. Let's, uh, Let's open them all at once and let's get that full collection. Um, but I, I also want to let people know that I'm going to do that because I'm probably going to bust through about a thousand levels of collection level. And the the other little conundrum is, yeah, I'm not having fun doing it this way, right? I, I actually am missing some very important cards. Um, we can talk about like the decks that I have not been able to play yet in a little bit if you want to. But you know, I. Second Dinner has said explicitly that they don't really want people doing this. And I, I understand there's like some economic reasons why people might be doing it. I'm not doing it for that. I'm just doing it because it was a silly idea for my stream. And I, I, I've uh, run into trouble on that point. So I don't want to get out there and like make them mad. But I have heard that there's a possibility that if there's an update to um, the game, that there, there's some issues with the, the boosters and the collector's reserves. And when the collector's tokens come in and the next patch, presumably, um, there's a chance that our collector's reserves will be opened for us um, so i want to make sure that before that happens i get it on video and i record it and i can share it with everyone this 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 big bulk opening um so yeah that that's sort of where i'm at uh <laughs> and it's kind of a interesting little little situation that i'm i, I don't think there's anyone else uh, in the marvel snap community that's that's gotten themselves into this position exactly yeah, well, I will tell you, I am surprised that I didn't get the little notification on my watch saying my heart rate was, you know, abnormally high because, man, you said some things that stressed me out. Uh, the sheer number of collector's reserves you're sitting on, I mean, I I doubt there is somebody else who has saved up that many. I mean, obviously, somebody may listen to this and say, no, I have proof I have more, but I, I highly doubt that. Um, Please, if anyone does have proof, let us know. I would love to be aware of that. <laughs> yeah, and, and exactly like you said, I mean... Uh, where you're at collection level wise is right in that kind of within a hundred levels of where everybody uh, that's been playing since the beginning of the beta, like when they introduced collection reserves, et cetera, like you, you were basically guaranteed to have a full collection uh, if you were to yeah. open all of these. Right. Um, yeah, I think so. And, and I'm good. I, I'm looking, I'm, I'm shooting to have a thousand levels and I'm pretty certain that people are getting full collections right now around like 2,800 or something mm -hmm. like that. So I, you know, I would be shocked if I didn't have. A yeah, I, I I just finished a couple of weeks ago, actually. So I I mean I wasn't I I like you say I I also like haven't grinded to the point where I got it the second I could. I haven't spent a lot of money to get extra credits, etc. Um, so I only finished a couple of weeks ago, uh, my mm -hmm. collection, and I finished right around I want to say thirty two hundred, thirty three hundred. Okay. Okay. Um, so so right in there, right, and that's without that's mm -hmm. really just doing the season passes, not spending any extra money. Um, yeah. So, yeah, what an interesting situation to be in because, like you say, it definitely wasn't because this is the way that, like, the game pushes you to play. It really was a creative idea you came up with. And, I mean, we talked about this months ago that this was kind of the unique thing you were doing during the beta. Nobody else was really doing this to this extent, yeah. right? I mean, some, yeah. people yeah. Would, some people would open cards on stream, but it never was exclusively, right? Right, as far as I'm aware. 
yeah at least what i've seen and I, and we've both seen a lot of the content creation that's gone over gone on over the last six months and so yeah um yeah let's uh you'd kind of alluded to this but what are maybe the top three cards out of the 13 you have left that you've just send, been saying to yourself why you know why haven't i opened more cash sooner why i'm missing these cards and i really wish i had them well, number one is Patriot. Mm. Uh, it just unlocks an entire archetype that I don't have access to yeah. whatsoever. And so there's all these cards in my collection that like are not getting any boosters and aren't getting like played at all. Um, the the other one, I I, 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 there's three that are together that that all enable one six specific deck. I'm missing Deadpool, Venom, and Arnim Zola, and wow. that that little destroy deck that pops them off that is a huge one that is out there uh, that i simply am lacking access to and the final one that is in a ton of decks is dr doom i think Ooh. dr doom might be the most solid card in marvel snap outside of like america chavez or something like that it's it's an all-around player that shows up constantly and I'm, I'm missing that so that's a really really big problem man those are some beefy cards you just mentioned um i know it and I mean, the the interesting thing with Marvel Snap, right, is, you know, we could say, oh, you know, people have said, oh, it's unfair because Chalker, you know, didn't get these really important cards till the end. But I, I think bringing it back to something you said at the very beginning, Marvel Snap is a very balanced game. We talk about that a lot on the podcast, right, that, mm -hmm. uh, yes, you don't have these heavy hitters and these great cards that open up these great decks you can build, but you've obviously been able to play, you've been able to have fun, you've been able to have success, you've been able to win matches without having these cards, right? Yeah, and I mean, you, I, I am of the belief that you can take pool one decks infinite if you time it out right and if you know what you're doing. I, I really, really, really believe that. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how many people are doing it, but I think it's possible. Yeah, I mean, I, I, think, I think it's still happening. I mean, I'm still playing some decks that are very pool too heavy, right? And obviously, mm -hmm. I... If the matchmaking's working, I should be playing people that basically have full collection levels, uh, you know, that are in the mid uh, to upper, like, part of the ranking, right? Mm -hmm. And, yeah. you know, should have all cards, but I'm seeing a lot of Moon Girl, Devil Dino, uh, Bishop, Ang Angela, right? All these kinds of decks um, yeah. that are just solid decks, but they don't have a ton of pool three cards, so... Yeah, the pool of three cards are like the fun, wacky cards. I mean, some of them are certainly the most powerful cards out there, like Doctor Doom. But I, I think that the base power level is set at pool one, and a number of those are very important and very effective. Yeah, a fun fact. This is just totally side note. Mm. Um, I have every mm. I have every variant of Doctor Doom, and wow, that is without. I don't think I purchased a single one. I think I just wow. opened them all. Um. Holy yeah, the, wow, the God Doctor Doom, the Pixel Doctor Doom, the Baby Doctor Doom, and I think there's one other one. So um, miracles do happen. Um, Rushing it up there. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because now I'm like, well, now I have too many, right? <laughs> I'm not going to update all of these. So <laughs> nah. yeah, so so very interesting. Um, you know, I'm, obviously we're we're recording this episode before we're going to release it, but I'll, I'll definitely. Right, which day? When do you when do you think this is going to go live? You know, uh, spoiler alert for anybody who's listening to this, it's obviously already live. I'm thinking early the week of Thanksgiving, right? Um, probably targeting Monday, Tuesday. Um, okay, so, well, then we can announce. I, I have it on my calendar right now. I'm going to do this uh, big opening on Friday, mm. November 25th. 
Um, so that should be after this is live for everyone. Yep. The, this coming Friday, November 25th. I'm going to start my stream a little early. I can't stream personally for especially long. I, I physically can't sit in the chair for too long. So I'm shooting for four hours maximum, but I'm going to start at 10 a.m. Pacific time. And I'm going to go to at least 1 p.m. Pacific time, but I'm going to absolutely leave at 2 p.m. Pacific time if needed. And I'm going to start opening at 11 a.m. Pacific time. It's uh uh, noon your time and mountain time and uh 2 p.m east coast time right yeah. is that right oh. yep yep i think you nailed it yeah Something like well, yeah yeah it's when i'll open it up on on, on november uh, november 25th I'll, I'll post it out in different places and we'll try to make this a thing somehow so no that's awesome yeah we'll, we'll make sure to cover here so everybody you know you probably have already <laughs> seen it in the twitter post when you uh saw that this episode was live but make yeah. sure to catch that on november 20 fifth this can be your black friday activity as you yeah, sit at home exactly. relaxing with the day off that's what um, i'm thinking as you as you were talking i'm like i need to make sure i have my notifications on for chakra on twitch so i just uh, <laughs> i fixed that so there you go awesome yeah i'm not going to open anything until then i'm not going to go live until then uh, so there'll be there'll be a big big bulk open and be exciting yeah it'll be that'll be fun i, I want to kind of talk to you a little bit just um about this idea of like a, a collectible card game, right? That's what we call yeah. this genre of yeah. games, right? And yeah. obviously we play collectible card games to play them in matches and, and different formats, etc. But there's this idea of collecting that I think, at least for me, I've never been so excited about collecting and hmm. doing things, you know, visually with the cards than uh, compared to any other game, right? Legends of Runeterra, Magic, uh, Hearthstone, uh, all these other games that I've played or I've you know watched other people play. Yes, it's like you know you want to go open the cards, you want to go buy a bunch of boosters and get all the cards when the new cards drop, right? Mm -hmm. But it's yeah. kind of this uh, like oh I go collect them really quick and then the collection piece of it's over. Hey all, I wanted to take a quick moment to talk to you about MarvelSnapZone.com. Marvel Snap Zone is a one-stop shop for everything Marvel Snap on the internet. They have new articles nearly every day that cover deck building, strategy, card breakdowns, etc. They have a great collection tracker tool and a decklist builder that works off of that collection tracker so that you can know what decks you can build with your current card collection. They have guides and deck lists for all level players and all collection level players. Make sure to go to MarvelSnapZone.com and check it out now. Go I ahead. think at this point it is. Yeah, I think that in the digital card space um, that the collection space is over for sure. But I think that that's not true at all for things like Magic in the printed card games. Mm, um, very, very fair. Look. Look back to like, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, the whole Magic 30 controversy that was going on where they were releasing. I don't even remember how expensive the packs were at this point in time. What were they like $2,000 a pack or whatever? Uh, retail and price was $999. There you go. Yeah. $1,000 a pack, right? And you know what happened? They freaking sold out. And I bet Wizards of the Coast like is cleaning up with that, right? And so I think that there's still that urge, that desire, the collecting thing is, is totally a principle, but it's been lost in the digital space. Um, up in, I think that now with Marvel Snap, Second Dinner is trying to reinvent that and turn it on its head and try something different. And I 
really appreciate it. And I think that it's great that they were thinking of it from a digital first perspective. But I think that a thing that happens in the physical space that has been lost previously in the digital space is this idea of sharing and showing off and the social aspects, right? So the reason that people are buying these thousand dollar packs or these, you know, special limited edition things or the original art from magic is to frame them and put them on their walls and just, you know, display them and share them with their friends and families, right? You know, to, to use the art as a mode of expression for yourself. And I really hope, I, I don't know exactly what uh, they've gotten planned for the uh, the social aspects of Marble Snap going forward, but I would really love it. It would remind me so much being like a little kid over at my friend's house, flipping through my friend's binders. If I could browse through my friend's collections mm. when they do launch the social part, especially if I could check out their like variants and if we could like, you know, trade variants or something. I, I don't know exactly how that would work and, you know, be a functional economy, but it would be so cool if I could like, somehow feel like I was a little eight year old looking through a, a three ring binder full of those, those nylon or those plastic sleeves uh, and checking out, you know, what, what types of uh, 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 cards everyone's got. I think that that would be really, really fun. Oh yeah. I, you're, you got my brain just spinning, right? I'm like, yeah. What if you could like trade variants? I don't think they would let that go for free. Right. Where I don't you, know. Yeah. But like, even if you like, I personally, if I could pay 300 gold or something, you know, whatever amount to be like initiate a trade with like a friend and like we get yeah, a swap variants of like cards that man, that'd be super fun. Uh, you know, you, you do bring up a lot of good points, right? I was thinking of definitely from the digital perspective only, but when you look mm -hmm. at the physical space, I mean, uh, I, I'm going to get the numbers wrong here. I, I probably should have pulled them up as you were talking, but uh, I read something in the last couple of months w with the Pokemon trading card game, right? So the, the Pokemon yeah. uh, cards have been around for 20 plus years at this point. Uh, not as long as Magic, but, you know, pretty significant amount of time. And let's say they've printed total lifetime. Maybe they printed like 6 billion or 8 billion cards worldwide. Okay. Uh, like 3 billion of that has just been in the last two years. Something like that. Jeez, wow. So like wow. when you when you flood in the marketplace. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And part of part of that strategy is uh, it's reduced the scalping in in the sure. Pokemon community, right? People sure. aren't, aren't buying up all the supply and then reselling it for high prices. People can get you know cards for retail price, which is awesome. Big fan of that. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But just it also shows that you know they're making that much and they're selling out. Of, you know they're still selling all of these. So yeah. Um, it's growing, right? That, that there still is that desire to collect physical cards, and yeah. and it's only growing and, as time goes on. And like the obvious application of that in the digital space is NFTs, and the way that you say that word, and like the conniption that people have on the internet, like that there's never going to be a successful digital card game, in my opinion, because of you know the the stigma surrounding those three letters. And so they've done an amazing job, Second Dinner, uh, of you know escaping the NFT cycle, right? Of of, of escaping that toxicity and, and and trying out a way of collecting individual cards um, that you know is is digital first and not you know not exactly replicating the the you know physical printed card space uh, model, which is I think a, a very very commendable interest. Interesting application. We'll see how it goes in the long run. Looks like it's doing pretty good thus far, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. when you kind of look at their structure, right? Um, uh, 
you have your base cards and you have variants and each card has, you know, probably two to four variants right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with those variants, as you split them, you have uh, four different background effects you can get right now, like foil on the card. And I want to say three or four, probably four uh, kind of um, surrounding effects on the card. Right. Mm-hmm. Basically just trying to say like, if you, if you take the amount of variance, then the backgrounds on the cards and then the uh, overlay effects on the cards, there's lots of different combinations right now. Yes. Right. Yes. And so I'm even, not worried about running out. Yeah. Even though it's not like uh, you're, you're going to be the only one who gets that combo on that variant of that card. Uh, yeah. There's potentially somebody out there who's eventually going to get the same one. Uh, it's still very unlikely that you're going to run into people with the same variance and the same, uh art as you essentially right definitely definitely unless they're a bot yeah yeah but but (laughs) but it's really cool that you can kind of have that uniqueness they don't have to create it like you say to the level of nfts where it's you know a truly unique uh digital asset that you only own right yeah um and as they add more variants more background you know background foil effects and kind of overlay effects the combinations only get greater right for sure, for sure. And uh, I, I just think they've just they've created uh, you know lightning in a bottle with this, right? Um, mm-hmm. Like you say, I, I think it's truly the first digital card collecting experience that comes somewhat close to kind of that physical uh, dopamine of being able to you know um, open a pack and and get you know that that card you've been wanting to pull, right? Um, yep. But have that, you know, you split that card and you get, you finally get that black and white uh, effect and it has a really cool orange, you know, surrounding ability. And it's on this variant art of this card that not a lot of, you haven't seen a lot of people play with, right? And yeah. there's just so much. I mean, it. I'm a huge art guy. I've got a master's degree in art history and I have been very intentionally not going and looking at up all of the variant art because I love it when I open a new one and it's a surprise and I've never seen it before. And this happens to me. Like I just today opened the, uh, off of the collector, not the collector cash, but the season, uh, reward. I, yep. I didn't, didn't cheat and open anything off a uh, stream. I promise. Um, uh, the venom Nova and I had never seen it before. And I was mm. like, that is awesome yeah that is a cool one and i think it's such a fun experience experiencing that new thing like you're saying yeah well and i think we got about a hundred new variants at global release and Mm -hmm. just like you i'd looked up some of the ones previously during the beta right because i was like do i want to buy this one for this card if it's in my shop or do i want to wait and see if there's one that i'd rather wait to open or or buy and but i i try not to look at the new ones when they released and it's just been really fun over the last month Right, where yeah, yeah. you're playing against somebody, or it's in your shop all of a sudden, or you, yeah, you randomly get it, and it's like, oh my gosh, I did not know this existed, and this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Right, absolutely. Uh, and I hope, uh, I hope we see semi-regular drops of variants. I don't know. Do you do you feel like that's going to be like once a quarter thing, once a month thing? There's no way to really know. know. We're just guessing. There's no way. Yeah, yeah. It's totally random. I, I I got no insight into any of these business decisions whatsoever. It's it's so opaque and so complicated to me. I I don't know. Uh, I would love to see it more regular than not, right? But sure. Uh, I want more content. I who knows? Yeah, yeah, stuff. and. Um, <laughs> It feels like something, again, uh, diverging a little bit here, right? So, like, mm-hmm. I, I have a business mindset. I, it's what I do in my daily job, right? I work with software mm-hmm. and business. And I, I just think a lot of this art is 
being created by third parties, right? They're not doing it. So, Almost all of it is. Yeah. yeah. And so it's obviously it's money. It's not free to them, but it's not like they're limited to the the in-house people they have, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really... Well, and also, a lot of the art, this is another thing, jumping away, sorry, I didn't mean to hijack the conversation. No, you're good. I, Go I've done it. a lot of research on the characters. This is like... The stream style that I came up with was specifically meant to feed into a YouTube style of having one video featured per card. And I've been doing that slowly, but again, dadding and house maintenance takes time and stuff. But I've been researching a lot of like where the characters' origins came from and what their stories are in the comics. And in doing so, I've been coming across some of the art that is from old comics, especially covers that are really large resolution. So a lot of the art is not, some of it's from third parties, um, like uh, um, Dan Hip and the the Rainbows watercolor girl, um, Ryan Johnson, I believe is her name. and a number of them are in-house. I assume they made all the pixel uh, art ones in-house, but a decent number of them, like uh, Dracula's, a couple of Dracula's ones are actually from old comics, like from like the 50s and 60s. Oh, man. So, yeah. Yeah. Sorry for hijacking and going way off on. Uh, course no, on this, we're both. That was wild. We're both driving on this art, uh, <laughs> this art thread. So totally fine. Yeah. Um, no, that's really cool. That That is cool. I, I haven't uh, gone into it as much as you, but I have found one or two kind of similar things that I've, uh, you know, been reading an article about something Marvel or watching a video mm-hmm. about something in the MCU, Marvel Cinematic Universe, and they'll, they'll throw a cover of a comic book on there. I say, hey, I've seen that picture before. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've seen that in Marvel Snap, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's just fun. Uh, this is a conversation I honestly can't remember at this point who who we talked about this months ago on the podcast. But I think Marvel Snap is is a good gateway to other things Marvel for people, right? Yeah. And I'm guessing that's, you know, I would assume one of the reasons that Marvel was willing to partner so well with Second Dinner and, you know, and obviously invest resources into them and with, uh, you know, the fact that the investors are willing to invest in the second dinner and kind of support a big marketing campaign. A lot, you know, a lot of money has gone into, I'm sure this is a a substantial mobile game release uh, all around. And and obviously uh, I'm sure the heads at Marvel think, you know, we see that this can be big and this can bring people into other things, Marvel. And I think it does that in not a pushy way, but just in a way you want to know, right? You're like, Who's Brood, right? And yeah. who's the Infinite? And who who yeah. are these characters that aren't in the Marvel movies that everybody seems to go watch, right? Um, yeah. And they're just I, opportunities for more people to get exposed. They they got 70 bucks out of me for a one-year Marvel Unlimited subscription for my iPad. Um, and I'm, I'm having a real good time reading about all of these old, or re- literally reading these old comics and finding out like who some of these guys are. So yeah, if that... So it's, it's working. It's, it's, it's well worth it. It's yeah. working. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. The the executives at Marvel are listening to this podcast yeah. right now, and they're just maniacally <laughs> laughing, you know, over their boardroom table. Uh, Kevin exactly. Feige. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, awesome. Uh, no, this has been a really fun conversation. I honestly could talk about this every episode. I just, I love the art. I love the cards. I love collecting. I love splitting my cards, etc. And uh, it, it's just really fun. So. Um, Chalker, I, I really appreciate you bringing this, this topic and, and kind of bringing this conversation. Um, before we kind of close it here, uh, you've obviously, you brought it up in the middle of the episode. I want to give you another chance. 
and, and we'll blast this out on Discord, uh, Twitter, Reddit, everything, you know, yeah. when and where. But let's hear it again from you one more time. Uh, what sure. day, what time, and what is the Twitch? T- uh, yeah, so Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash chalker7, C-H-A-L-K-E-R, and then the number seven at the end of it. On Friday, November 25th, uh, I'm going to start streaming at 10 a.m. Pacific time. I'm actually going to do this opening about a thousand collectors levels. Uh, it's going to probably be around 200 collectors reserve boxes uh, all in one go, uh, starting at about 11 a.m. Pacific time. And then I'm going to go for at least two hours, maybe three, see how my back is doing, how, how everyone's feeling. Um, and I'll build a few decks that I haven't been able to play yet. Uh, definitely a Patriot one. Definitely this Arnim Zola, uh, Deadpool, uh, Venom thing. I'm going to try to do some wacky combos that, that I've seen happen against me that I haven't had a chance to, to pull off yet. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's always, it's always better when you get to pull off the funky combos against other people instead of when they pull it off against you, right? That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah, yeah, it's more fun. Well, thank you again for being here. Listeners, as uh, always. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was absolutely. I, I was saying thanks for having me. Yeah, really appreciate it. Listeners, as always, we are very grateful to have you uh, continually support us and listen to the podcast. Make sure you're following the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Uh, we'll be back later in the week after Thanksgiving, so there'll be a bigger gap between episodes uh, in the coming week. And we will catch you in that next episode. Everyone have a good time. Enjoy your food. Can't Stop Snapping is a podcast written, recorded, produced, and hosted by Michael Thurman. Thanks for listening. Thank you.